0: Ashley Brock, reading Dolores Fawson's book, CAD, Chapter 9. Bree almost wished the latest adrenaline crash would numb her to the fear and desperation that she was feeling, not for herself, but for Leah. The situation wasn't getting any better, and judging from CAD's stark expression, he felt the same way. He sat across from her, his elbows on his knees, and his face in his hands. I'm sorry, he repeated to her. He had no choice but to kill him. Bree knew that was true because she watched the nightmarish ordeal play out in front of her on the laptop screen. First, she'd been terrified that Cad, his brother, or one of the others would be killed. Then her terror had skyrocketed when the shooter took aim at the house. For a couple or five moments, Bree had thought he might shoot. that a bullet could tear through the walls and reach Leah. but Cad had made sure that didn't happen. The gunman hadn't even had time to pull the trigger again before Cad shot him. And killed him. She watched that too, while she held her baby close and prayed that nothing else bad would happen. Leah was okay, thank God. But the shooter hadn't been able to say anything before Cad got to him. no dying confession to clear his conscience, and that meant they were right back at square one, well, almost. Cad's brother Grayson had arrived just minutes after the fatal shooting and immediately taken over the necessary mop up, mop up of an inevitable investigation. Grayson was pacing their suite while talking on the phone, and from what Brie could glean from the conversation, he was in one minutes of turning over the investigation to one of his deputies so he could leave for San Antonio with Leah, of course. That was good. Brie kept reminding herself, however, this case good felt like something beyond bad. We're doing the right thing, sending Leah with Grayson, she whispered. She tried to make it sound like a question, but it did Anyway, she tried not to make it sound like a question, but it did anyway. She was she wasn't sending her baby from the frying pan into the fire. Caddies down his hands, looked at her, then looked at Leah, who was in Bree's like, Yeah, he no doubt knew something, knew everything Bree was feeling because he was feeling it too, he paused. I also need to make arrangements for you, Bree sure said. Once Leah is away from the danger, what I'd really like is a showdown with whoever's responsible for this. It sent another jolt of angle through her. She wanted to find this person fast and be the one to put them in jail or do what Cad had done and end up with a bullet. You're up for that, Cad question. Probably not. Her hands were so shaky and she felt years removed from her FBI training. Right now, she felt like a mother with a child who'd just been placed in harm's way and that was far stronger motivation than she ever had to bring down a criminal. Bree touched her daughter's cheek, and even though Leah's eyes were closed, she gave Bree one of those baby smiles. The feeling of warmth replaced the anger, but not determination for Bree to keep her safe. However, Leah wasn't the only person for her to concern about. Are you okay? She asked Cat. And before you give me a blanketed, uh, fine answer, I'd like the truth. Cat started. Stay quiet a Every... Ever killed a man in the line of duty? Once. The cotton dry case of defending herself just as Cad It done. Doesn't get easier. Cad mumbled. Bree rubbed her arms and hoped that would help. Bree rubbed his arm and hoped that would help. But how could it? He'd done what he had to, but he also had to come to terms with taking a life. Yet something else they hadn't common, as if they needed more. Sometimes, like now, Bree felt that Cad and she were. Beaten head first, no helmets, into a brick wall. One of them or both would get hurt, but they didn't seem to be anything that would stop it. She didn't know whether to fight it or just save her any chance surrender. Grayson ended his call, when he didn't make another one, both Cadbury looked at him. But that shooter's name is Tim Kirk, Grayson was my name. worked as a security guard at the Fulbright Clinic during your undercover investigation. Maybe that's why he seemed familiar to Bree. Kirk's connected to one of our suspects, and she didn't include Coop in the list, despite what Anthony had told him during his visit to the ranch. He is, and he's also convicted, connected to the man who tried to kill you at the motel. Mason checked Kirk's so, cell, and yesterday morning he called the prepaid phone of the trigger man who turned up dead, Jason Paul. However, the last person he called was Anthony. Anthony, who accused Coop of wrongdoing, of course. That accusation hadn't gotten Anthony's name off their suspect list. Now he was at the top of it. S.A.P.D. is sending someone over to Tim Kirk's apartment to check it out now. There might be more evidence linking him to Anthony or one of the others, Grayson added. Maybe Coupe judging from Grayson's tone. Well, good. Bree wanted them to look, but she was sure they wouldn't find anything. While they're at Kirk's Lake I hope they're searching for those surveillance backups. Someone missing from the Fulbright Clinic cabin. I will, Right shrugged. But unless Kirk, but unless Kirk was planning to use them to pin the blame on someone else, those backups might have been destroyed. Yes, Bree had considered that. She'd also considered if that had happened, they might never have enough evidence to convict any of their suspects to long jail sentences. Heck, it was possible that even with a conviction, Anthony and Jamie would get a. Little was probation. Cat and she needed more evidence. Reason looked at Brie. Any luck remembering where you were held during your pregnancy because there might still be some evidence there we can use. Brew pushed her hair from her face and forced herself to think. It was a house in the country, which she already told him. High brick fence with guard dogs Dovermans She shook her head. I can't remember the room clearly now. I can remember the room clearly now. But I can't tell you what was past that fence. That disappointed Grace in the When one of the kidnappers helped you escape, but you have any idea how long it took you to get from the fence house to the motel? Those images weren't so clear, in fact, they were non-existent. I don't have a clue about the time frame, but I do know we didn't go directly from the house to the treetop Motel. hotel. Went to another hotel first. In Austin, I think? She gave me a heavy dose of drugs before we left. Bree stopped him, but she was in a hurry. The man wasn't there, and she said we had to get out before he came back because he was going to kill me. Since Cad's leg was touching her, she felt him tense. Why did he want to kill you? Cad asked. Leo was gone by then. Why did he or his boss feel well, you were no longer a bit of any use to them? Again, Bree forced or something. Maybe I saw something, or maybe something changed in his situation. His boss might have found a different kind of leverage to tamper with the investigation. But what? Bree drew a blank on all counts. It sounds as if you were around the female kidnapper a lot, Jason commented. Any chance it was Jamie Greer? A good chance, minute The height and bodybuilder match. Still, she had to shake her head. But she certainly didn't dress like Jamie. And the prosthetic mask was very good. I couldn't see any of her features behind it. Sure. Of course, the drugs probably helped with that. Hard to see a person's features when they're swimming. When they're swimming in and out of focus. Keep trying to remember. Jason assisted after and no, I checked the time. Lou, I blew out of where he. McClennan, Anthony, and Jamini are on their way to my office, or they sure as heck better be. If not, I've warned them they'll all be arrested. Could. Maybe they would defy that order, and that would give them tossed in jail. Temporary stay was better than nothing. I need you to help Mason question them. Grayson added his tension cat. Are you up to do it? Absolutely, Keg. I just... Anthony, Q. Breed Boss, being a dirty agent, said he had a witness. Maybe he'll bring that witness with him. The brothers exchanged glances and were no doubt thinking she wasn't mentally or physically ready. Uh, readjusted the baby to the crook of her arm and stood too. I'd like to get in on this. The brothers exchanged glances and were no doubt thinking she wasn't mentally or physically ready for this. She wasn't, but that one stopped. When I hear what they have to say, it might help me remember where I was held captive. Grace and Fine. Take the interviews and follow the rules. If one of them is guilty, I don't want them slipping through the cracks on a technicality. Bree was still on the same page with that. Someone would pay for what, it, what had happened. Hopefully it wouldn't be Cad, her, or Leah. the time, Grayson said. And with those two little words, Bree knew exactly what he meant. Cad did as well because he leaned over and kissed Leah's cheek. This won't be for long, he promised the baby in a whisper. Bree kissed her as well, but she didn't trust her voice to speak. Oh mercy. This was much harder than she imagined it would be, something she hadn't thought possible. There have the chance for making the drive with us. Grayson let them know, picked up the diaper bag, looked it over his shoulder, and then walked closer, waiting for Bree to hand Leah over. Bree gave her baby one last kiss. Cad did the same, and she easily into Grayson's waiting arms. I'll take good care of her. Grayson promised and just like that he hurried out of the room. Bray's heart went with him. Tears stung her eyes and she blinked them back when Cad slipped his arm around her. Everything will be okay, he said. It's so always clogged with emotion. He clears her. And the sooner we question ourselves suspects, the sooner we can maybe end this. So that Leah could come home. Well, come to the ranch anyway. It was her home, of course. But Bree knew that might change when Cad and she worked out some sort of custody arrangement. Let's go to the sheriff's office, he insisted. And with his arms still around her, he led her to the door where Grayson had just exited. Cad stopped, looked down at her, and opened his mouth closed it. Then she said, later he mumbled Reep nearly pressed him for an answer but she wasn't sure she wanted to open any cans of worms with cad right now one thing at a time and the first thing was to get through this and in, these interrogations by the time they made it outside the Cad's truck grayson had already driven away to safety re reminded herself again and if cad and she could do their jobs and make an arrest their time apart from leo would be minimized that was all the motivation she needed to end this quickly what if Anthony produces a witness who says that Coop is dirty? Cad answered her, started his truck, and headed to town. Then i assume Anthony paid off the person's lie. Bree figured this wasn't the answer Cad wanted to hear. She stared at him. Why are you so willing to believe Coop worked for MacLennan? Stayed quiet a moment, mumbled something she didn't quite catch for the worst of reasons. Another pause. I think I might be jealous of him. What? Bree couldn't get that out fast enough. This is hard for me to admit, but Coop seems possessive of you—in a boss-to-employee sort of way. She cleared apart. There has never been anything personal between Coop and me. Are you sure he knows that? Again, she jumped to answer, but then stopped and remembered something that happened over a year ago. Coop kissed me. Coop kissed me. He did what? Cat, volley glanced between the road and her. He had too much to drink and he apologized. Kate made it, Cad made a oh, you're right sound. Hey, you kissed me and you apologized, Bree reminded him. The apology was a lie. I'm attracted to you and so is Coop. He cursed. But that attraction probably means he won't betray you. Bree felt relieved for a moment. However, the uneasy feeling came. I pushed him away that night, she called, I told him I didn't feel that way about him. She waited for Cad to say something I about scoring men. Man seeking revenge, but he only shrugged. If he hadn't been kidnapped he probably would have tried again. I would have cat edited in the rumble. Reset him. Yes he would have. If you hadn't, I would have. She confessed. And you think that pleases with me? Thank again. <laughs> Despite the seriousness of the conversation. The corner of his mouth lifted. She got a hint of that killer smile once more. I just don't want you to think that the attraction I feel for you has anything to do with Leah. She'd been on the verge of smiling herself, but that stopped it. Bree sugar. I'm not trying to work out custody issues with you in bed. <laughs> he clarified. Oh, first there was a jolt of anger that made Cad want. That maybe Cad would think that that's what she was trying to do, but she kept staring at him and didn't see any sign of it. The only sign she saw was the confirmation that what she felt for him had so much to do with Leah or with the danger. It had to do with the fact that he was, well, hot. She groaned and leaned her head against the window. Sex should be the last thing on my mind right now. (laughs) Yeah, Cad agreed. That didn't make it true. Both of them knew that. I'm thinking when you're 100%, we'll just get it over. (laughs) I mean, we worked ourselves up on the assignment, now the close contact is steaming things up again. If we could just find the time to jump into bed, that might cool us down. Her smile came anyway. Is that some kind of invitation to your bed? (laughs) Oh, yes. Head first into that brick wall. Took her hand, lifted it, and brought it to his mouth to kiss. I already have you in my bed but you're not in any shape for sex. Her mind agreed. Her body didn't. Bree was about to blurt that out when Cad's phone buzzed. He answered it, but still but said little, so she couldn't tell if the caller was Grayson. She couldn't tell if the caller was Grayson. Soon she'd want to contact Cad's brother, make sure the trip to San Antonio had gone smoothly. Bree prayed it had. Let me know if you find anything, Cad said to the caller, Ernie. Hummer. That was Nate, my brother at SAPD. It's not about Leah," he quickly added. Good thing, too. Her mind wasn't going in a good direction on this. Nate sent one of his detectives to Tim Kirk's apartment, but it's been ransacked. His wall safe had been opened, and it was empty. Definitely not good. Many potential evidence had probably been destroyed or contaminated. Still, Bree had a gut feeling that Kirk was the person who kidnapped her. Proving it, though, would be a bear. But then as Cad was pulling into the parking lot of the sheriff's office, he saw someone who could maybe clear all this up. Anthony! He was heading inside the front door of the building for the interview, no doubt, but he clearly wasn't happy about being there, and he was alone. No witness. However, that wasn't the only thing Bree wanted to question Anthony about. It was that phone call that Kirk had made to him. Cat and she got out of the truck and both checked their surroundings, old habits, plus the events of the morning so had her on edge. Bray wished that she'd at least brought a firearm with her just in case someone had already hired another hitman, but she'd given Cat back the little coat that he carried in his ankle holster. They stopped inside the bank entrance. Both the sound of the voice stopped them a voice that Bree recognized. Hector McClinnan, and whomever he was talking to. It wasn't a friendly conversation. McClennan was speaking in whispers, but the anger in his tone came through loud and clear. Cad pointed to the last room on the right and put his finger to his mouth. Stay quiet, Jester. Bree did and she listened. I don't know what game you're trying to play, McClennan said, snarled, but I'm warning you to keep your mouth shut. If you don't, Bree Winston isn't the only person who'll be on the business end of a rifle. End of chapter (laughs) 9.